Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, hello everyone. Happy Parenthood Friday. We are on episode 198. Guys, we've only got two more episodes. Well, actually one more, and we are hitting the big 200 episodes, and I have got a really special guest, someone that you guys have never met before, who is actually living on the other side of the world, and so I'm not going to give you any more than that. That's the only teaser you're going to get, but um, yes, next week... I want you to make sure you come along for the 200th episode because I love you guys. Oh my gosh, you have stuck with me for all these episodes and shared them with your friends and we've got new listeners all the time, which is amazing. All right, so what are we talking about today? Something a little bit different today. I want to talk about, uh, I'm going to give you 13 reasons uh, why we should be saturating our homes with books. And so this is... Look, you can be listening to this even if you don't have kids. Mind you, I know a lot of you listen to Parenthood Fridays. In fact, I have quite a few people that work with kids that say to me, I'm not a mum, I'm not a dad, but I work with kids and your strategies have helped me in my childcare center or in the classroom. But I think we should all be people that are surrounded by books because books, guys, uh, they just do something for our soul. That is so good for us that, um, you know, if you don't have books in your life, you're really missing out. Uh, And so I want to really specifically, though, look at uh, 13 reasons why we should be saturating our kids and our teenagers with books. And there are literally a thousand reasons that I could give you. But it is one of the most crucial parts of their childhood uh, because it's just so good for them to surround them with it with books to instill a love of books notice I'm saying a love of books and not a love of reading I think they're actually two separate things because you can love books without absolutely loving reading because there are so many options to the kind of books that are out there to read there are so many different genres so I'm not talking about you know those of us that love sitting down and reading huge novels I am one of those people but not everyone is like that Cameron's not like that he's not a huge reader uh, of, of novels but he loves all sorts of books So straight away, some of you might be thinking, like I just said, but my child is a reluctant reader. But guys, do not fear. Because like I said, I'm not just talking about your child sitting down, um, you know, reading copious amounts of books, because there's so much more to it. There are so many different ways we can fill ourselves with literature. Maybe I should change the word books for literature. There's so much great literature out there. Now, they say that a home without books is a home without a soul. I think that's so true. There is just, I don't know if it's just me, but I think there's something so comforting and soul-filling about piles of books on shelves. Now, I record this podcast in my study. A lot of people, when they come to my house, they're like, is that where you record the podcast? My where I record, I'm not in like a proper studio. I'm in my study. It's really cozy. I've got like a brown leather lounge chair and I've got a I've got a triple bookshelf. It goes from one wall to the other and it's filled with books because I love books. They are my happy place. 
Uh, and anywhere that combines coffee and books, like you've got me, that's my absolute happy place. So let's talk about why our kids need books in their lives. And then if we have time, we'll see how we go. We could go into different ways to saturate them with books, or we might leave that one for uh, another time. But let's see how we go. So number one, the first reason that you need to saturate your home with books is that books create a warm emotional bond between you and your kids when you read together. Now, even saying that sentence for me conjures up so many memories of me reading to my kids. I read to my kids right from when they were brand new babies. Literally, they were, Georgia was this teeny tiny five pound nine little gorgeous little sweetie. And I, and she was so tiny, but I used to read to her right from when she was born. And I read to my kids right up until the age when it just was not appropriate to be reading to them anymore, but it creates really good times, warm, emotional bonds. You get to bond around a story and there's nothing like that. The second reason is books actually help kids develop early and basic language skills. So let me park on this one for a moment. So it helps to develop their early and basic language skills. Now, as a teacher of prep for many years, I understand this because I understand the process of how children learn to read. So firstly, the rhyme and rhythm of good picture books becomes their first taste in how our language works. And then when we read stories and they look at the pictures, they start to understand how words and sentences are put together and eventually how sentences together make stories. So it helps them to understand how our language functions. Now, the first step to a child reading is actually for them to be able to grab a picture book that's, look, even if the book's got no words, and sorry, if the book's got words, but they can't read it, um, the first a step to them learning to read is that they can verbally tell a story from the pictures. So it teaches them to put the right words together. It teaches them to speak in whole sentences. Plus it's their first experience with understanding a sequence of events, because that is also a pre-reading skill. Like as a prep teacher, one of the activities I would give children before they could actually read was I would read them a story and then I would give them that story in a series of um, six or seven pictures, but we would mix the pictures up and they would have to cut them out, put them in the same order of the story, and then they would verbally retell me the story. So these are all pre-reading skills. So when you're reading picture books to your children, you're helping them to gain these pre-reading skills. They also start to associate pictures with words. So for example, they look at a picture, they see a cat, and then they could, um, they can, as you're reading to them, this is why it's important. If you read your kids a picture book, guys, point to the words as you read, because then what they do is they start to associate that picture of the cat with the word cat that you're pointing to and reading out loud. So it's their first experience with associating a word with something they're familiar with. 
And also when you read the books over and over again, they start to memorize them. And before you know it, they understand the words that they're speaking are the very same as the words on the page. And that also becomes their first attempt at actually reading. So when they become familiar with the book and they've had it read to them so many times that they can memorize it, you'll see them starting to mimic you and they'll start to read the book. Now, it might not be perfectly, but again, they're starting to understand their verbal words matching these written words on a page. Uh, So there are just so many ways that the simple task of reading your children a picture book are actually helping them with their pre-reading and early reading skills. And also on that, children who read more are usually better spellers as well. Okay, reason number three to saturate your your home with books is because it profoundly expands their vocabulary. So children who are read to usually develop speech skills earlier and uh, books do a lot more for the development of their vocabulary than any other media. Liam was a classic on this one. Um, Liam's vocabulary when he was really young was so funny. It was so colorful. He would use words like, oh, mom, that's disgusting, or mom, that's despicable. And all these big words that he used to use as a really, like a two and a half and three-year-old, because I used to read to him a lot. And so it really does expand their vocabulary. Number four, it actually helps to create thinking skills. Now you guys know I am really big on us being critical thinkers. So if you want your children to start learning how to think from a young age, read them books. And does I'm talking like fiction books, do the same thing for them. So you know I am all about this. Now how does it develop their thinking skills? Well, first of all, the reading process itself requires them to think. And secondly, books fills their brains with background knowledge that they then use this knowledge to make sense of what they see and what they hear and what they read. It also, when you read them different stories, it gives them a deep understanding of their world. Now, Albert Einstein famously said, if you want your children to be intelligent, read them fairy tales. If you want them to be more intelligent, read them more fairy tales. So um, as a prep teacher, one of the first themes uh, that I used to do, one of the first things I used to do to teach children to read was to use fairy tales. And the reason was fairy tales, they were very familiar with them. And so that really helped with their reading skills. But reading you know, I'll get into this in a moment, but reading things like fairy tales where it's filled with moral values as well. Um, it gives them knowledge of things that happen on other sides of the world. Like, you know, you read stories that are not set in Australia. They might be set in the other side of the world. It just, it completely expands their, their worldview. And also on this one with creating thinking skills, with reading, the reason that kids learn to read, well, part of the reading process is to develop comprehension and analytical thinking skills because you have to 
predict what's going to happen. You have to comprehend what's going on. And so all of those things put together help to develop thinking skills in your children rather than them just, you know, mindlessly sitting in front of the television or in front of a screen and watching something. Number five, when you saturate your home with books, it actually helps develop empathy in your children. The reason is children get really engaged with the characters in a book. You watch a child being read to. They are so absorbed in what's happening. And since children are naturally very self-focused, this is a great way to teach them empathy. I remember probably my youngest, Ashton, he was very empathetic as a young child. And I remember him several times (laughs) bursting into tears when I was reading certain books to him. And sometimes I'd be like, I don't think I better read to him anymore. But he would be, he would be feeling so much for a character. Like if a character struggled or they were bullied or they were lonely, he would just burst into tears. And my other two would kind of look at me like, what the heck is wrong with Ashton? But I just remember thinking this is okay. This is a really good thing. He naturally is very sensitive. So you can imagine that if you've got a child that you want them to become more sensitive or to become more empathetic, uh, reading books is a really great way to develop that. Number six, it improves concentration and focus. Now I used books as a tool to develop this with Liam. I think Liam being my first boy, I was a little bit concerned that, um, and being a teacher as well, I know that in, in general from my teaching experience, and this is where I think schools are not set up very well for all children, in general, and I am making a, sweep, a sweeping statement here, but girls tend to focus uh, for longer periods of time more easily than boys. And I really would feel for the boys in my classroom, which is why I used to try and make my classroom so interactive and um, and exciting to keep their attention. But because I'm pretty sure Cameron is like undiagnosed ADD, I was concerned about Liam and his attention span. And so I used to use books to help improve his concentration and it really did work. When he was little, he found it hard to sit still. And I do see this in a lot of toddlers and and school-aged children, particularly boys. They struggle to stay engaged in one activity for very long. Now, parents tend to just go with this and let them move quickly from one thing to another. But it's a good idea, guys, to try and train our kids to have a little bit more of a... um, of concentration and focus because it's a skill that they're going to need in life. So in order to develop Liam's concentration, I would always make him stay on my lap until we'd finished the story. And I did this intentionally. So it's not good for children to have these short attention spans and never stick at anything. So I would hold him really firmly with my hands around him. And I'd say, buddy, we're going to finish the story. You need to stay on my lap till we finish the story. And then you can go and do whatever it was he wanted to do. And so I didn't let him just hop off. So it can be a really powerful tool. Number seven, all right, we've got to go quick. Uh, it helps improve memory. I mean, guys, aren't these amazing? These are such amazing reasons for having books around your home and reading to your kids and encouraging reading. Uh, but improving their memory is so important. We are in a generation 
whose memories are literally being destroyed by constant screen time. For those of you that are more up in my age group, um, I used to be able to remember every single person I knew, I could remember their home phone number. Like now people go, what? You had a home phone number? Yes, guys, we had home phone numbers. I could remember, I think I can even remember some of my phone numbers from when I was growing up. But if you try and get me to remember stuff now, and okay, it's not because I'm getting older, I'm pretty sure it's partly what screens are doing to our memories. So this is a good way to help improve our kids' memories. Getting them to put down the screen and pick up a book is a really powerful thing to do. And the reason is stories require us to remember characters, to remember details about characters, to remember events that happened earlier in the book. And so it's a good test in memory, a good exercise in memory. Number eight, books expand their worldview. Now, guys, we'll talk about this more later, but you can put a variety of books, like not Two out of my three kids are not massive readers, which disturbs me to the very depths of my soul because I was such an incredible reader as a kid and I still am now. Um, But there are so many different ways that you can engage them, which I don't want to go into, but there are all sorts of books out there that can engage kids and expand their worldview. Now, I'm not talking about belief system here, but just their understanding of the world and other parts of the world and how the world works. Books take us to all sorts of places that we might never have stepped foot in, and that's really good for us. Number nine, it enhances our imagination. Love this. While reading, it requires that we develop visual pictures. Do you know, I'm not very good at this. I find it really, really hard to imagine things in my mind. I don't know why that is. Um, But when I'm hearing someone read to me, like even as a child, I I would prefer to read myself. I I do find this difficult, um, but I try and like, I still to this day kind of try and work on this. Um, but when we read, it does require that we develop a visual picture of the characters or where they are or whatever it is they're describing. You know, we imagine how the characters look and how they sound and all of those help to enhance our imagination, all things that are good for us. Number 10, being surrounded and engaged in books improves their performance at school. Children who read tend to do better in all areas of schoolwork. I back that statement a thousand percent as a teacher who's been teaching for 20 years. um, Kids who are more engaged in reading tend to do better in most other areas of school. So, and it's no wonder because you think about all these skills that I've been talking about that it helps them them develop, which help them with with their work at school. Number 11, this is a huge reason why I used to read to my kids uh, and why I still like them reading to this day is because it instills moral values. Now, nowadays, it depends on the books we find because there are all sorts of moral values, some that we don't want being transferred to our children. But great literature passes on excellent moral values. They learn lessons. They learn from characters' mistakes. Um, It's also a great way to pass on family values and religious values. Like I've got a whole shelf full of picture books that I got from Kurong, of course, teaching my kids Christian values. 
Um, now, of course, it does go the other way. We have to be really wise with what we allow them to read. There are activist groups that are passing their ideologies through literature. Now, as well as passing moral lessons, it's a great way to pass cultural and traditional lessons to our children. My family are Dutch. My mum and dad were born in Holland. So I learned a lot about being Dutch by reading stories. So it's a great way to pass on moral as well as cultural values. Two more guys. Number 12. I love this one. Number 12, it actually reading eases emotions for kids. Isn't that soothing? It eases emotions for kids. I used to read, I think, for this very reason. I found that reading when I was a child, and perhaps this is why I love books so much, for me, it was a welcome and comforting escape from my real life. So for me, books somehow provided a place of great safety. So you know, funny on that one, to this day, if I've got a pile of books next to my like bed or next to like in my study or wherever I am, I just find even the look of a pile of books <laughs> really comforting. I know some of you will understand what I'm saying and others will be like, okay, <laughs> she's really lost it. But I know Ashton's the same. Ashton, funnily enough, is the one that shares my love of reading the most. He was an avid reader as a kid. And the funny thing now, he doesn't read fiction books now. He's just turned 16, no, 16 and a half. And he loves reading um, self-help books like Poor Dad, Rich Dad, or Rich Dad, Poor Dad, whatever it's called. He loves books like that. But he's the same. I used to walk into his room and he would probably have, I, I kid you not, he would have about 12 books on his bedside table piled up. Like you just like knock that thing and it would have come tumbling down. And I used to say to him, isn't that nice seeing a, a, a tower of books? He's like, oh, mum, I love it. And to this day, he's the only one who's got a big shelf in his room full of books. Just their presence comforts him. It's so funny. Anyway, it's also though on that one about easing emotions, it is a great way to help our kids process different feelings. Like if they have fears over certain things, you can read books about that. Um, you know, you might be able to read a book about a child that's scared of things or, or you could read about, um, you know, anxiety or trauma, and it can be a way of helping your children understand themselves and teenagers. All right. Number 13, the last one of all is it helps to develop emotional intelligence. If there is one thing I could say of my observation in young adults these days that we really could work on that a little bit more, developing emotional intelligence, um, children's literature, young adult literature are full of moments where characters have moral decisions to make and these decisions take emotional intelligence. Um, it's also a powerful tool to help them understand complex emotions like grief and loss. So we don't have time to go into that one too much, but emotional intelligence is such an incredibly great skill to have. But basically, if you have emotional intelligence, whoops, sorry guys, if you have emotional intelligence, then uh, it gives our children and our young adults the ability 
to perceive their emotions, to use their emotions, to understand their emotions and to manage their emotions. So it's uh, books are really good for helping kids develop that skill. So guys, there you go. 22 minutes, we did it. 13 reasons to surround and saturate your home with all sorts of literature. So let me just go through those 13 again. What do they do? They firstly, literature or books creates warmth and emotional bonds between you and your children when you read to them. Number two, it helps children develop early and basic language skills. Number three, it profoundly expands their vocabulary. Number four, it helps create thinking skills. Number five, it develops empathy. Number six, it improves their concentration. Number seven, it improves their memory. Number eight, it helps expand their worldview. Number nine, it enhances their imagination. Number 10, it improves their performance at school. Number 11, it instills moral values. Number 12, it can ease their emotions. And number 13, it helps develop emotional intelligence. Guys, they are 13 very good reasons to saturate your home in literature and books, regardless of whether your kids are readers or not, which we will talk about at another time. But anyway, for now, next week, we are uh, diving into another one of our climate change episodes. They've been very well received, which I'm really glad about. And then, like I said at the start, we are going to hit episode 200. And I really want you to come along because guys, I've got a really special guest. Like I said, someone you have not met before, but I know that you're going to love. Thanks for being with me. Have the most wonderful week or weekend, and I will see you in a couple days. Thanks guys. Bye.